0: Today is July 28th. The Pirates won a series for the first time since, well, since the last time they played the Padres back in June. That San Diego payroll got them a 1-5 record against the Pirates. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge of October podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man. How we doing? Got a, got a new toy, man. Got me a new
1: new arm here. Yeah. That's fun. Got your
0: mic set up a little more Yeah. Uh proper, maybe you can say.
1: Birthday birth, birthday present number two on the podcast. Here we go. The jersey last week, now boom
0: arm. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Pirates won a series. How about that? First one of July. Um, And like I said in the opener, first series win since we swept the Padres at home.
1: (laughs) That's just hilarious to me. Like,
0: keep paying people, keep giving them money, whatever. Yep. Now, they're still better than us in the season. Sure. But, you know, they're still 49-54 and with a giant payroll. Them and the Mets in fourth place. 54 losses each. Money doesn't buy wins. Nope. It does get you good players, though. (laughs) Sure, and if
1: all those good players click... If you buy the right good players, money can money can get you. I, you know wins, what though?
0: It's it's not even necessarily the right players. I, mean, I it it'd be hard to argue that they don't have the right players, as far as like they're all good.
1: Well, yeah, but it's not always the best uh, cohesive team. Sure. Team uh, being I the think key that
0: word. yeah, uh, yeah, and I get that. I think that there's um, it's also just execution, right? Playing Mm well. I don't know. I think that that plays a lot. Um, Spending all that money is a big risk because no player is guaranteed to play as well as he did last year or as well as he's projected to this year. It's just not a guarantee. So giving somebody money doesn't make that guy good. It means he was good. Mm -hmm. And... Spending the money on them doesn't guarantee anything other than the fact that it guarantees that he's on your roster, which is, you know, required (laughs) to, to put together a good team. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is the money alone is not what wins games. Agreed. Anyway, kind of a, kind of a crazy series. A lot of things actually happened. A lot of things actually happened. Um, I guess just to cover a little bit of the series, uh, Quinn Priester's second outing. What do you think? I mean, solid. Better, I mean, right? It was better.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't use the word solid. It was. It was solidly better.
0: <laughs> well, I think there. I think that it was like mostly good, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's the. He still gave up four runs, but the the start in general was was better.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the fourth one was an inherited runner, but still gave it up.
0: Got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Jack three hits Monday, including a homer, Santana three hits, two homers. Um and Pagero adds a homer, first of his career, four home mm. runs off of you Darvish after hitting Four home runs off of Shohei Ohtani. It's like this, this offense is so frustrating. <laughs> three more home runs in the game today, all solo shots. Good enough to win both of those games. I have a, I have a
1: quick question. Yeah. Can, can we be done batting Swenski leadoff?
0: <laughs> He's not good in the leadoff spot. I mean, he had three hits on Monday. In the five hole, wasn't it? No, he was five leading off. Hole. He was leading off. He still got the highest OPS on the team.
1: No, I get that. I thought he. I thought that was the game that they moved him out of leadoff.
0: No, he was in leadoff today again too, and mm-hmm. he didn't play obviously against Snell. Okay, That's,
1: I was thinking he was batting down in the order. I was like, he batted. He just got three hits and then down in the order, and you moved him back to leadoff.
0: Yeah, no. <sighs> but the thing is, is I mean, like I said, he's done his best work in the five hole, but. Either way, I mean, the guy's, what is it, fastest pirate to 40 home runs uh, as far as at-bats? Fastest ever to 40 home runs. It's kind of hard to argue with this, man. No, no,
1: I'm not uh, arguing with the fact that he's <laughs> that he's doing his job. No, I, I don't mean don't that. don't like him in the leadoff
0: spot. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, and that's not what I meant. I just mean, you know, some argue against Sawinski. I, I, I can't believe we were at the game the one day not too long ago, I feel like, and they're like... You're going to talk about Sawinski moving down to AAA? Are, are you not watching the same game I am? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy is our best hitter right now.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I still like the AVG, but I understand that there's a lot more to a hitter than average. And, yeah. And you yeah. got to learn that. You have to.
0: Yep, Absolutely. Um, Henry Davis was safe today. There was absolutely zero proof that they tagged him on the arm, but Manny Machado was playing third. Apparently Manny Machado just gets everything his way. But anyway, I guess more on that. And I'm very, very much, uh, I'm saying this lighthearted and joking. So before you get all up in arms. Tuesday night was a crazy one. Uh, It's the Perdomo game, I'll call it. Um, But we're not going to get into Perdomo quite yet. Let's get into what happened Monday. Marcano goes into third, gets tagged out, steps on third base, and yikes. Yeah. That one hurt, man. That one hurt. Uh, I don't know that they've said yet, Um, but it's basically... They're going to say ACL, right?
1: I would imagine.
0: <laughs> I think they're going to say ACL. Yeah, He's they're... done for the year. He's done for a part of next year. Uh, not okay. You know what I mean? Not not right. a good thing for, for two. However, it caused Alika Williams to get called up, which great at bat against... Um, Against Josh Hader, Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. The 11-pitch yeah. walk at the end, first major league at bat. Um, great tag. Great tag right before the fireworks went off. <laughs> yep, 100%. Like that, you know, and then they say defensively is what we're going to be impressed with the most. Yeah. So, here for it. Um, Did not get his first hit yet, right? No. No, 0 for 3. Uh, in today's game or Wednesday's game, so we are recording this Wednesday night. Just for those of you who, if you if we say today, it's you know, that's what it is. We are recording this Wednesday night. We understand that yes, something could happen tomorrow, trade wise or whatever, but um, this is what we're doing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought good at bats from Malika, he's been hitting really well, uh, in AAA, so I, I, I mm-hmm. actually like that, and um. Between him and Pergero I think that we should be able to hold things down. Yeah. If if he sticks around when when Key Brian comes back, right? Uh, who we don't really know him. Triolo, we, we don't we don't really know. Triolho's still, I mean he's he's still getting it done a little bit at the plate. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I don't. It's kind of hard to argue there, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Been a, been a then again. Surprise. Yeah, then again, there could be some trades that change all of that anyway. If one of these first basemen get traded, then you have your roster spot. So, sure. Um, but I guess we'll get into that later. Let's go ahead and get into this Perdomo stuff because I just feel like this is what we... Well, right before that, Reynolds, choice, Santana, Solo, Homers, 3-2 win. Bednar made us all crazy at the end of the game today. Other than that, that's the whole thing. So let's talk about Perdomo because I think that's the big thing here that we want to... That we want to get into because this was just kind of, um, it was wild is how I'll say it. It's fair. It's
1: a fair assessment.
0: <laughs> he gives up the home run to Soto right after the, the crazy tag, right? hmm And then he hits Manny Machado. And if you're watching the game, let's, let's take it in chronological order. He throws a fastball. It's inside. It hits Manny Machado Manny Machado doesn't like it, which to me was really interesting. Now, let's just go through the play first. Hits Manny Machado. Manny Machado doesn't like it. Does not drop the bat, but stares him down. Um, Perdomo is he's kind of emotionless at this point, right? Before we dig too deep, he's emotionless. He gets the ball back. He goes back to the mound. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. And yet Machado is still making it a thing and he's staring at Perdomo and then Perdomo looks and he's like, I don't know if he's thinking to himself, like, we're still doing this, but either way, Perdomo just stares back. And I thought, holy cow, they're just going to fight right now. Like it's going to happen. <laughs> um, so like I said, before we dig too deep, let's just get through it. Um, Umpires talk, they toss out Perdomo. And would you believe Derek Shelton came out and stood up for his guy? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. We talked about this. Like, when is this stuff going to happen? He stood up for his guy enough to get thrown out of the game. Yeah. Um, which I thought was probably, I guess I'm just going to keep using the word interesting. <laughs> um, and we can get into that too. Um, so anyway, let's kind of break a little bit of this down. First thing I'm going to say. Was it on purpose? I'm going to ask you that. Just, we'll get into details, but just point blank. Was it on purpose? Probably. <laughs> I mean. You have like a little smile on it, your face but, when you say
1: it. Well, because this reminds me of a story when I was playing and our grandpa, you know, and my mom, I hit somebody on purpose and everyone's like, oh, he did it on purpose. And she looks at him and says, he didn't do that on purpose. And he just smiled and went, Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. But, you know, I, I, that's exactly how I just felt in this situation. But, yeah, I mean, he probably did it on purpose. But you know what? In my opinion, he did it right.
0: He hit him in the right spot. Like, Well, there's a lot of people saying he did not hit him in the right spot. I would have liked like to see it back? on the on the leg or the butt, but it was up a little bit. It was on his back. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where you should. Well,
1: I think the... I think you're the, not going to injure him. The thigh or the butt would Gosh, be... He's too close
0: to the knees. I want to put well, it I'm in the back. I'm talking up, up, up. Like upper thigh, butt. I see what you're saying. Back can cause injuries too. But here's the thing. Well, he, the caveat to his, that...
1: And it was his fastest yeah.
0: clocked pitch of the night. Yeah. Of the, of the year, Jake. Of the year. Of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so obviously you don't go up to the head. Right. If he's yeah, aiming no. for his butt and it rides up a little bit, it's going to hit him in the back. Sorry. I, I can't be, I can't be oh, like, we're not wrapping baseball players in bubble wrap.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Every time you step in the batter's box, you're taking a risk. You know you are. It's why you put a helmet on. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean I condone throwing at people's heads.
1: No, not by at any all. stretch of the imagination.
0: No. But I think if you aim for the butt, you can miss a little low, you can miss a little up and you're fine. I It's kind of hard to 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 not kind of. It's very hard to even try to say uh, and and we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So I, bear with us where I'm going to back this thing up. But it's kind of hard to defend anyone who throws his hardest pitch of the season. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because I think there's a difference between like intent to send a message versus intent, intent to, to kind of hurt someone. And I I mean, body language and everything else, you are kind of like, there's a little bit of wonder in your head. Like, was he trying to hurt this guy? So you think, is there a history between these two? But nobody spoke of it. You think if there was, somebody would have found it. Yeah. So let's move on to the next thing. So now that now let's back it all the way up. Cause cause you and I just talked about if you're gonna do it, there's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the hardest pitch you've thrown all year, but as far as location, I don't have that big of a problem with it. If you have a problem with somebody getting hit in the like, gosh, guys, you need to you need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, you need We're not up. worried about injuries here. Nobody went after anybody's head. Right, let's let's calm down. But anyway, and like I said, we can't wrap these guys in bubble wrap. Like you can't, mm-hmm. we can't do this. Can't I? Can't have that. I I can't. There's too much of that going on. Yeah. So back it all the way up, and now let's talk about what because we said if you're going to do this, now let's talk mm-hmm. about why in the world is he doing it in the first place? <laughs> because there there's not only a way to do it. And so we agree that 98 is not the way to do it. um, But why? So, like I said, is there a history? Is there whatever? If you look at Endy, when that ball's thrown, it caught him off guard. Yeah. He does, you know, one of those, Um, I know sometimes I'm only thinking of the video, but um, for the audio <laughs> listeners, like, he, he was like, oh, and he kind of, like, like moved away from it as, as if he was extremely surprised that the ball went there. Yeah. And then you see Carlos Santana at first pace talking to Machado and then eventually going over and talking to Perdomo, not looking very pleased with what Perdomo just did. You could say, well, of course he wasn't now. He's afraid he's going to get hit. Yeah. Actually, a little bit of that is a hundred percent. If you're a a major league baseball player and you're not afraid a little bit, then I I don't know what to tell you. You should probably be a little bit afraid. And and you and the as pitcher a pitcher isn't doing his job. But there you go. I was gonna say as a pitcher, you would probably echo that more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Because if you're com- if you're too comfortable in the batter's box, then I can't throw soft stuff away, or you're gonna hit it out. Yeah. So let's benefit of the doubt here before we go into intent and and all that stuff. Let's say he was just trying to get him off the plate because he felt like Soto was too comfortable. You have to respect your fastball. As a pitcher, you have to have respect on your fastball. If you're digging in, like if you want to talk old school, if you crowded the plate, you were getting thrown at. Yeah. I wanted you off my plate because I don't want you getting too comfortable and being able to hit the soft stuff away. I need you to respect the inside fastball enough that I can get you out on the off-speed away. That is pitching 101, maybe 102, maybe 102. Let's start with strikes. <laughs> maybe 102. But the idea is like, we don't know intent. We don't know if he did it on purpose. We think right. he did, though. We think it. Think his he did. body language looks like he did it on purpose. But... Just to say, benefit of the doubt, you have to be able to go inside. And -hmm. if he was just trying to go inside and it got away from him, are you going to – you don't have to apologize to him. You didn't hit him in the head. Right. So if you're just trying to establish the inner side and you threw your hardest ball of the year and it got away from you because your hardest pitch you throw is usually not accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. If that's the case, and I'm not saying it was, guys, but it, it's worth saying, he doesn't he doesn't have to, to uh he doesn't have to apologize for that. And as a matter of fact, if you were trying to control the inside part of the plate, that works to do that. Sure does. <laughs> the next guy's gonna think about that pitch and he's gonna stay inside. Meaning I can get him on the soft stuff away. Because I mean Randy Johnson has a Hall of Fame career based on fear. Yeah. And the fact that he's a good pitcher, but people were scared of him. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. Um, all right, let's get into it. Um, what's he mad at? What's he mad at? Didn't, didn't Soto stare at it for a while? I don't think he stared at it. Um I don't think there was a stare down. I guess there's maybe a. Uh, A conversation to be had about, well, maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we don't. I'm going to keep an eye on the time just to make sure we don't go too far. Let me make a case for the celebration here. And I know that you're better with celebrations than I am. I think there are lines to be drawn, right? You're a little more way into it than I am. So I think I'll speak from this side of it.
1: I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but...
0: We just watched Josh Palacios do 16 antics on the way around the bases in triple A, which is mm. another thing that would be a strike against him. <laughs> Calm down, bro. You're in triple A. Yeah. But also, like, we got to do stop and funky leg kicks at third. We got to do the cut the game off because it was a walk off. We got to stand in there and look at it. We got to make our way around the bases. Then finally, when we finally get around third, we're going to gritty for four steps. And then after the, which gritty would have been fine. But then we mm-hmm. have to do a basketball shot after that. And then we have to do a bunny hop into home. And then nobody's taking his shirt off. He takes it off himself. Yeah, pick one. Pick, pick one. one. Pick one. You could pick two. You could pick
1: two, and I'll be okay with it. You can you can look at it for a second and start your thing. And you can either gritty or you can do the legs. What Whatever. Yeah. You can do one before or one after.
0: Max. Sure. I'm in on that. That's fine. You have to be able to have fun. You have to be able yep. to be excited. mm mm-hmm. um, Which is what I saw from Soto. I heard bat flip, and I'm like, dude, if he's mad about a bat flip, by yeah. now.
1: Yeah, grow up.
0: By now. Like, it can't be the bat. He's not mad about a bat flip. Right. If he is, then... You, know, you see what I'm saying? Like, if he is, I'm not on the same page as him. Right. Because, I mean, I don't care. I almost don't care what the bat flip is. To me, the bat flip becomes over the line if you're staring at me, the pitcher, when you do it. Mm-hmm. That's where it draws the line. I'm all, I, I have been on that forever. You celebrate with your team. You don't show up the other team. That's my exactly. thought process on it. So if you're looking at your dugout and you throw that bat up in the air, I got no beef. You do your thing, man. Right. And here's what I'll say. It's a two-to-one game in the seventh inning. Soto hits a solo shot that gets them that, that insurance run that's huge in late innings because a solo homer cannot tie it anymore. Yeah. Uh, a back-to-back doubles does not tie it. You still got to string it together. That's big time. He should be very excited. He gets into yeah. home. He does his high fives. If you want to have a personal high five with everybody on your team, then do it. And yeah. I don't care that the first one he did was right outside of the dugout. Right? I don't care about that because the people are saying like, well, if you're going to do your high fives, do them inside. I don't care if he does it outside of dugout. If there's a guy that you meet at the top of the steps and you do your high five and then you go into the dugout, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Because some people will say, like, well, the sword thing's in the dugout, so that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. But doing a high five thing in a big moment when you're trying to pick up your team who's supposed to be 20 wins better than you are. Right. Like you're playing awful. You need to do something to get this team moving. Yeah. So I've got no problems with that. That was excitement from that team. I got no problems with anything that happened. I mean, the dance that he and Tatis did – looked ridiculous and stupid but they're baseball players not dancers so I'm not gonna be mad because they're bad <laughs> dancers you know what I'm saying like that's ridiculous right. too it's a big home run for a struggling team then mm-hmm. if they want to keep this team together this week then they've got to show signs of life like that right so do so if you're mad at the celebration then I can't agree with you like I just can't like it's right that they, they deserve that that's a big moment now, there's like I said, there's ways to do it. If he points at Perdomo going around the bases, that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. if they, you know, what I mean, if they're running their mouth, I, I didn't see any of that going on. Um, do I hit Manny there? I, well, no. I first off, I haven't found a reason to do it. Yeah. Unless there's something else that I'm missing, uh, but you're down two runs. I'm I'm not putting another base runner on if you're mad if you take issue with something and you want to send a message quote unquote um whatever that message is for whatever happened i don't i don't know but if you want to send a message do what Archer did to dietrich throw it behind him that sends a message without hitting him and then he struck him out that's what you that's what i would like our pitchers to do that's what i would try to do is i would just try to get manny Machado out yeah rather than beam him uh, Padre's comments, however, were really interesting to me because Manny talked about respect. Nobody respects anyone anymore. And I'm kind of like, well, I think we're beyond that. I think the, that there's been a lot of disrespect lately. And then people have said, well, there are no unwritten rules. Any-. Dude, the unwritten rules were based on respect. We've thrown them all out the window because we're done with that. Now, it's how you, um... It's how you interpret respect, right? Mm-hmm. And back in the day, they interpreted it different than we do now, and that's all fine. Which is why we don't like some of the unwritten rules because they were they were based on respecting the game and other people, and we just think that you know some of the stuff that happened then, right? Right. Is is uh? It's kind of full, fool- you know. It's kind of petty. But going at somebody's head? No, that's still an unwritten rule. You don't do that, right? Um, and and like I said, I he was not going after his head. That I, I I can't I can't subscribe to that, right? I don't think he's going after his head there. Um, but the funny thing is, is he talks about respect and acts like that's the thing, right? Um, I I in the same sentence, it's him or Soto says. Uh, our pitchers have fastballs too. Well, you just threw out that argument because yeah. you're willing to say that you would do the same thing back. You have an opportunity. If you're going to take the high road and say that they don't respect <laughs> you, then just take the high road. Don't yeah. say our pitchers have fastballs too. You can't pick, you can't say like, well, that's too old school to bean somebody, but also we can do it too, which is an old school thing to say. So <laughs> you can't. you can't just do that. But Soto also said that he charged the plate after he hit him. Like, no, he didn't. He very calmly, which, like I said, was kind of creepy. The body language to me looks like he did it on purpose. He certainly was not charging on plate. The, The umpire was walking towards him, so he walked towards the umpire. He got the ball. He turned around. He went back. Fast forward to Oviedo, who led a fastball ride inside and hit Bogarts. Spins all the way around does the, the the you know and, and bends over like he clearly did it by accident <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know what i mean and and perdomo's actions were nothing nothing near that he didn't feel bad in the slightest now if you're 6 foot 8 maybe you just don't maybe you're just <laughs> stoic and whatever but like i said looks like he did it on purpose i don't agree with a reason but like the thing is is saying things like our pitchers have fastballs too and, and and like we're gonna hit you back like <laughs> Santana right. made it very clear that this was not a pirates thing so and you know perdomo's not going in the batters box anymore so you're gonna hit one of our guys on purpose and they hit sawinski today the the other problem I have with that is they waited till the, the eighth inning like a coward <laughs> do it in the first inning get it over with they waited till the eighth inning and they hit him in the leg and it was like okay that's you got it now. You got your retaliation. Way to go!
1: Well, if you don't, if you do it, uh, if he's batting leadoff lead off, and you hit him first, you're getting
0: tossed too. See so, well, so that that's, I mean, that's more. That's what I'm saying. Then start an opener. Right. Then that, that, you're, you're, that's, at
1: that point your manager's getting suspended three games because he clearly did a starter, or an opener, just so they could hit him and he could get tossed. That's, that's well, that was pre-planned. <laughs> Well, they, gone they, for they can not Shelton
0: anyway, and Shelton is not the kind of guy that would ever condone anything like that anyway. Right. Which is why it's really surprising. Like, you know that didn't come from Shelton. He wouldn't do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't play by those rules or whatever. I was surprised to see him stand up for Perdomo in that situation because you know he didn't agree with it. I think he was... I, I don't know
1: if he necessarily was backing him up on the situation. He's just backing him up on,
0: like, dude, you're not even going to give him a warning? Right, right. I, I know that's, I'm sure that's what it is, but still, I'm surprised that he even did that. But, like, the way that Santana was about this, saying that the entire Pirates team was responsible for what Perdomo did is blind. It's like Mm. saying, well, Tatis took PEDs, so all of you are roided up. Right. It's the same thing. Like, it's clear as day he acted alone here. Sounds like we're talking about some (laughs) crime, you know what I mean? Right. (laughs) But, like, that surprised the catcher. It surprised... Dude, Santana walked over there and was like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like... Why would you do that? You can't afford to have more base runners. We're all, why are you, yeah, exactly. Let's not put people on base. Not to mention, he gets thrown out of the game. Right. And then now you have to bring in a cold pitcher, unexpectedly, who ends up giving up two more runs. And, I I mean, as far as I can see, that's why. I mean, he's just, it was very unexpected, very crazy. Now, all of a sudden, you're thrown into it. Uh, you telling me that that didn't affect his performance? I think it did. yeah, 100 percent so for the for the Padres, it's a win win. You got hit yeah, it's no you know you went to first, you made a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. you got our pitcher thrown out by making a big deal about it. So you had a cold pitcher come in and then suspensions are thrown out. I mean, you got everything that you could possibly want mm-hmm. out of the situation. So, let's talk about getting thrown out. No warnings at all.
1: You got a problem with
0: that? I
1: mean, yeah. Uh, I think if it's clear and intent and they go for the head, gone. See ya. We have no room for it in the game. I'm fine with that. But, like, dude, I don't know. The way they got together and had a whole conference about it, I can't imagine that one of those umpires weren't like, guys, just...
0: Let him play. Like, what are we doing? All right. So, I'm actually okay with it, with throwing him out. They don't have to do a warning. And here's why I'm okay with it. If, if you'd ask me, that had never happened 10 years ago, right? Warnings would have been the absolute least thing they could do. Mm-hmm. Throwing him out was the absolute most thing they should have done. The, the suspension's... Maybe we'll get into that. but I used to say warnings are not fair because, like, Clint Hurdle used to be big about this. What do you mean you're warning us? We didn't do anything. Yeah. MLB is making a point to say, well, we don't want anybody getting hurt. We don't need this back and forth, who gets the last say, anything like that. We don't need it to happen. So... You throw out the warnings, and now the team says, that's not fair, we didn't get a chance to to hit one of their guys. <laughs> to which the umps will say, that's the point of the warning. Yeah. And, that, and you know, the argument is, well, that's not fair. Because he got to hit our guy now. And now what? we don't get to do anything back. In that situation right there, the only thing I can imagine being the right move is throwing him out of the game. Because he, if not, the pitcher gets away with it, and you don't get to do anything about it. And he just wins. But by throwing him out, you get the cold pitcher coming in. That guy's thrown out, right? So he doesn't get to keep throwing. He doesn't win anything. I think he should get a fine for it. I think you should hit his pocket for it. If you think that the team had something to do with it, you can suspend him. But in this case, there's no question the team didn't have anything to do with it. Therefore, he should have just got a fine, in my opinion. Hit him in the wallet. Don't hit the team. Right. But that's why I don't have a problem with him getting thrown out of the game here because it's better than warnings where now all of a sudden, if you retaliate, you're the one getting thrown out. I mean, either
1: way, if you go up there and hit somebody, you're getting thrown out too.
0: But that guy's not getting thrown out. In the old, if you would just do warnings, Perdomo doesn't get thrown out, right? You have to at least throw him out and then do the warnings. I think I like. I don't. I don't think you have to, but he his body language made them believe nothing other than he did it on purpose. They didn't throw. They didn't throw Oviedo out today when he hit Bogarts, right? They didn't do that. Right. They checked him, but like physically, visibly. Body language told you my two-seamer ran in. So yeah. I I think that, but I think suspending him is weak. I, I you know I don't know. I I go back to this injury thing. If that's what if that's what this is about, man, gosh, we gotta calm down. Marcano stepped on third base and got injured. There's a risk no matter what's going on, but you got yeah. a hard ball. Held in somebody who's six foot eight, and as hard as they throw now, if you're not scared, then that pitcher's not doing anything good. What's the next thing they're gonna say? Like, any pitch over 96 is illegal because it could hurt somebody. (laughs) You're not allowed to throw higher than 96, or it's a ball because somebody could get hurt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's like that's far fetched,
1: completely extreme. But yeah, that's, that's the extreme. But, I but like, what you're at saying. some
0: point, we have to say, like, dude, risk is risk. That's why they make mm-hmm. good money, and they should continue to make good money because of the risk. Yeah, and I'm I'm on board with the money that they make. I think some people are. It's I think it's a little overboard with some guys, mm-hmm. but I think the players should be making more money, and as a whole, not as like the individuals. Just because to Tatis. Right. Tatis shouldn't make $300 million. You should lower that down to $200 million and pay some of these younger guys better money. But anyway, yeah. that's, that's a completely different day. <laughs> I, for me, that should have been a fine, not a suspension. I, you penalize the team. I, I still don't understand how Derek Shelton gets a suspension for this. No. I have no uh, clue. Uh, yeah. I have no clue. He, he must have said something crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine... Uh, anything, but now just to, just to conclude the whole thing, I'm not on the same page as, as per demo here. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I'm just not, you had no yeah, reason I, to do it. Yeah. There's no message to be sent. You gave up a home run.
1: And if he didn't, if he didn't mean to do it, then he sure didn't plead his case very well.
0: That's the thing. If he didn't mean to do it, And when he saw Machado was upset about it, which I guess I was surprised how quickly Machado was not happy about it. Right. Like, why is your first reaction to get, why is your first reaction to be mad? And like, I don't, he never dropped the bat. Like he, if he was going to go after him, he was going to hit him with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh. Like, why, why are, why do people, why? Like he hits you with a fastball it's not the first time you've been hit with a fastball. It's probably right. not the first time you've been hit with a fastball in a very tense moment. Or if that, that wasn't even a tense moment. Like, you just gave up a homer, and then all of a sudden it was like, everybody's like, whoa, what the heck was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it caught everyone off guard. Yeah. But like, except it didn't catch Machado off guard. I will say, though, the comfort thing, the fastball, Machado was not prepared to get out of the way. Right which told me that they were digging in and they were not respecting anything inside. He was not prepared to move. He didn't think Perdomo could ever even go in on him. Yeah. So maybe Perdomo did need to do that for that reason. I still don't think he did, but maybe he should work inside a little more if that's the case. (laughs) And yes, you're going to hit some people and that's fine. It's baseball, but just a really wild situation. Um, Perdomo was like stone cold, man. I just don't I like I said, there's no reason to hit him. As a pitch, like I was never a pitcher. I, I wouldn't hit somebody, period. Unless it no. was completely um, on accident. I know that there are times like, that so it they're... calls for it, but I for me, I, I don't think I could do it. Um I did have this other thing to say because I chose not to say this stuff, but I don't like it if the intent was to hit him. I don't mind it if he was backing him off and missed his spot. I don't think he has a case if he's hitting him because Tatis being a re- is a really bad dancer with poor taste. <laughs> Even though Tatis can't figure out the difference between a dance clubby on Coke and a baseball player excited for his teammate, that doesn't mean you hit the next person you see. I can't get past the Mm. fact that, like, I have no problem with them doing a handshake and a dance, but, like, Tatis looked ridiculous. (laughs) And, like, Soto does, like, a little dance, and then he goes in the dugout. Tatis is still going on. For him, there was techno playing, and he is wild out on every drug possible. (laughs) His head's moving all around. And, like, (laughs) Soto's in the dugout. He's still out there, like, grabbing himself. And I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, you're not in the club. (laughs) So, yes, very bad dancer doesn't mean you hit the next guy.
1: It's hilarious.
0: (laughs) So terrible. I was like, what are we watching right now? Did I get MLB on HBO or Showtime or what the heck's going on? (laughs) (laughs) The most tasteless dance I've ever seen on a baseball field. And it's not even close. But he went into a trance, dude. He was somewhere else. He teleported in that moment. Because, like like I said, Soto did, like, two things <laughs> and went and dug out. And Tatis is still out there, like, wilding out, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't actually like Tatisse much at all. He's a great player. I don't like pretty much all of his game.
1: <laughs> right. I'm, I'm with you on that. And
0: I, I think that I, that maybe that dance kind of put me over the edge. Like I'm laughing at it. It's not like I, it's not like there's been guys right. that I've disliked, right. but I'm just like, yeah, I just, uh, th- to me, I, I don't, it's not my style. Yeah. It's not a big happened, deal. I'm not mad at him. I don't dislike him that way. He just doesn't play my style of baseball.
1: The best thing that happened to him for his game is moving to right field.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of comments on, whether or not he had to jump for that ball the other night. Like, if he just takes two more steps, he probably just catches it. Oh, yeah. And then he, but, he jumps and he slams into the wall and he falls down and he sits there for five minutes and then, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that 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 happens all across the league, though. I mean, Harper just did that the other day when he jumped over the fence on foul territory. When Boy, he,
0: Greg Brown made a big deal about that.
1: Like I think he, was, he
0: had to jump. No. You don't think so? No, it was like he could have just reached up and caught it. Well, he had to, like, he was going full speed.
1: You can't just stop
0: on a dime.
1: He wasn't going full speed.
0: Well, maybe he's faster than I think he is then. He was, I don't think he's all that fast. uh, Harper?
1: No, he's not like, he's not fast, but he's faster than what he was running to that ball for. He was, he slowed way down and then he
0: almost came to a complete stop and then jumped. All right. I'll give it to you. I didn't. I I just saw the replay one time, so yeah. I was like, "Oh, he he jumped into the thing." Yeah. For he's an outfielder. He's a, it's a fly ball. Like, I'm, he, right? How, right. That's the. Other I, thing. Why am I impressed? <laughs> so,
1: he also said, "I thought I was going to hit the go right in the net, and the net wasn't there. Like, you got to know where the net is, man. Still, you were just going to jump and land in the net."
0: Yeah, he puts butts in seats. I they guess.
1: They ought to put the uh, in there, they should put a bunch of little plastic balls so they can jump into the ball pit.
0: Yeah, I see what you do. All right.
1: Anyway. Um,
0: we've got a few minutes. Let's talk trade deadline. Bednar Keller talk. Um, you think the Cardinals will actually blow it up more than the Cubs? You said the Cubs are going to blow it up. I wonder if the Cardinals might.
1: I, I I think the Cardinals, I don't know that they blow it up. I don't think they should blow it up. I think they got a solid team that's vastly underperforming this year. They just stick it together. They just keep it together and sign a couple pitchers in the offseason. I think they're right back at the top of the NL Central or close to it.
0: They're talking and about Flaherty. Yeah. They're talking about Flaherty. They're talking about trading You know, one of the four outfielders they have. Here's the thing. I actually don't think it's a bad move. I mean, it, at some point you got to look at it and say, I don't care if we have a bunch of guys that are proven players, quote unquote. It goes back to what we said about the Mets and the uh, and the Padres. Is it's not just about having guys that have been good in the past. You have to make sure that you're building a full team. Yeah, and if that, that helps you, if that helps you restock. I just think that they have enough good players that they'll be able to trade for some young players and then go sign new pitchers that maybe will stay healthy or will perform next year or you know what I'm saying like yeah. there's other players that can be good if you can stock your minor leagues the thing about the Cardinals is they can like I mean DeYoung they're trying they're talking several pitchers like the Cardinals have money to go out and buy a staff in the offseason, you know what I'm saying? And they've got yeah. other young guys that could come up, but they could go out and buy two or three pitchers because they've got the money to do it. Why not offload some contracts, get some young guys for them, and then still have the flexibility to do that in the offseason? That's the thing that like a team like the Pirates won't have. If you deal away talent, it just goes away, and you have to wait for the next talent to come because you're yeah. not competing in free agency. You're getting a reclamation project. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got the wrong one. We should have got Bellinger. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, Otani's off the market, so we can forget about mm-hmm. him becoming a pirate. Um, <laughs> and the Angels just went out and got Lucas Giolito. So, seven games back, let's make a playoff push, I guess. I mean, they're only four out of the wild card, right? Four out of the wild card, yeah. I think that's right. That's I a good point. Still,
1: I, I think they're still in it.
0: They're out of the division, as far as I'm concerned. Texas is so good. Houston is; just, they're just now getting started. They just got Altuve, Altuve and, and what's his face Jordan about? back. I mean, they're they're about ready to go off. But I I just you the Angels still have to. I mean, do you think the Yankees are going to continue to dive bomb? I don't know. Boston's probably not better than the Yankees, but they're still there. Yeah. But do you think you're catching up? To I mean, Toronto still can catch fire. Houston, Tampa. I mean, that's... I don't know, man. Maybe Seattle well, might I mean, even finish above a, the Angels. I don't know. Going out and getting a pitcher like Giolito is going to help. It's going to help. Certainly. Yeah, you're
1: right. And then if they can, you know, figure out a way to lock him up a little bit, might be able to entice Shohei to stick around. if They make a good push. Oh, my
0: gosh. Imagine. I mean... If that team, I, I I would have traded him. That would have been my pick. I would have, too. I would have. Well, you could have got so much back. Mm-hmm. People were desperate to get him. Except maybe not. I mean, here we are, Pirates fans. If we had a guy who, yes, the smart move would be to get a bunch of guys, but, like, he's hitting a ton of home runs. He's, he's really exciting to watch. Why wouldn't you just let your fans just enjoy that? Mm-hmm. And everybody says, like, you'll get nothing for him. Well, they'll at least get a comp pick. I know it's not much. Right. But they also get three more months of watching a a generational player play at their home stadium. And who knows, maybe push for 60 home runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's value in that, too. Yeah. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get on a run and the Angels finally make the postseason. I mean, that'd be wild. And it would be well worth keeping him around for that, as much Absolutely. as it would be for anybody who gets a rental.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, a lot, of, so it's August 1st, it's Tuesday. So there's likely to be a lot of things happen between this episode and next episode, especially because we're recording on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Bednar and Keller, there's rumors that they're listening. We've had this discussion before. Of course, you're listening.
1: Yeah, I mean, you
0: never hang up the phone, right? What are your thoughts there? I mean, you know,
1: I I tend to not know things, so I listen to what I hear on MLB Network, social media, you know, stuff like that, and it seems like they're they're listening, but they're not going to move. I think I think if you if I had to pick, if I had to if we had to make a trade out of somebody who's not a just a veteran, you know, plus you know like a Santana or Choi, mm-hmm. Rich Hill. I think I'd lean more towards trading Keller than Bednar. You just don't find Bednar anywhere. I think that one is a little tougher. I, I don't, don't think I'd trade either one of them. I don't trade either one of them. But if I if I had to make a trade, I'd be more likely to trade Keller than Bednar.
0: Really? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I I I don't know that I agree with it's hard to find a bednar. I I think the pirates are one team. I mean, I know that this is a different front office, but you could say the pirates are or pirates fans, we are one team that can clearly see how you can just trade away a good closer and get another one. All, you know, Joel Hanerhan was so good. Well, let's send him out. We got Mark the the Shark Week Melanson had to throw another Shark Week thing in there. Uh and we're gonna we're gonna use him and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And then Melanson becomes incredible. Yeah. And then it's like, well, let's go ahead and deal Melanson for the player who will not be named. And you're like, Oh my gosh, now we're getting rid of Melanson. Oh, uh, but we got grilly or something at some point. And it's like, how in the world did that work? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you got this player that should not be named come in, and he's like the best pitcher in baseball. You know what I mean? Till he goes Mm -hmm. to jail. Should have got that trade with Gavin or for Gavin Lux, man.
1: Yeah, that would have been nice.
0: But anyway, they've shown that. You can just turn over bullpen arms and get the best out of them and then deal them and then get the best out of the next guy and deal them. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've shown that you can have some bad bullpens too. But, you know, I just think that there is the ability to find more of those. But I don't care. I am a Pirates fan. And if the only reason they're keeping Bednar around is because he's from Pittsburgh, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. I think that's fine. I think that's a good enough reason. He's a good pitcher, and he's from here. Why not keep him around? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous to think that it's stupid to keep him around because of that. Yes, he's replaceable. Relievers are. Closers are. I get that. But every once in a while, you got to throw us a bone here. He's a fan favorite. Let's keep him around. All right. I don't understand why that's such a problem. I Keller, on the like other it. hand, <laughs> I've never been more up and down with a guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would listen, but you're, you're not going to get a trade package worth taking for him right now.
0: If you did, if I, I, did. Sti- I still have a hard time moving him. I still have a really hard time moving him. You trade Keller away, he becomes a Cy Young candidate because that's what happens. (laughs) I mean, Tyler glass now had no business being a good pitcher when he was in Pittsburgh. Like for us to trade him and have him turn into something crazy means we've got to keep somebody around. If Keller ends up getting that much better in the next couple of years, he's going to be Garrett Cole. (laughs) If he makes the same uh, percentage of improvement that glass now did between I'm still not even sold on Glass now, and I'm saying that. I think the Rays just use him well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm not moving Keller. I'm not moving Bednar. No, I'm I, not ju- moving I think that you're. I think that every. I think that's an overreaction to the fact that they're playing bad baseball. Again, good players mm-hmm. playing poorly. Now, I don't think they're like good players like they should be pushing for the playoffs, but they should be better than 300 winning yeah. percentage since. April, you know what I'm saying? Like the, I'm not even. I never even asked them to be a 500 team. I think that they were not going to be a 500 team, but they're better than a 300 team, right? So, I think there is a middle ground there, and I think that they will grow. And I think if you can figure out a way to add pieces, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if the Pirates are willing to spend money in the next couple of years, specifically before 2025. But you got anything else, man? I, I, you know, trade deadline is always weird for me. I, I I just think the Pirates are not in a position to really make a whole lot of trades. You might see one or two, but I, for me, it's just kind of like I think this one, as, as far as Pirate fans, this could just be a, a boring.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't see us having any big, big ticket items for trade candidates. And I don't see us trading away from what we're building.
0: Yeah, Rich Hill gone. See ya. We yep. w- I had that discussion. Um, I I think that we will be able to come up with the innings. So uh, let me let me just say this real
1: quickly. Like the the Trey Mancini trade from the Orioles, I don't even see one of those on our team. Maybe I mean, people being upset that we traded somebody who's been around for a while, but.
0: None of our guys have really been around for a while. What is, uh, how many years was Trey Mancini in the league before he got traded, though?
1: It was a a minute.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had service time before he got traded. Mm -hmm. He got traded in 22. He made his debut. He was going to be a free agent.
1: So he had six years then?
0: Yeah, or close to. Or close to and he was traded. Yeah, and then the very next year he was signed as a free agent. So, yeah, he was he was entering his walk year. So, no, I mean, I think that's a I think that's the time, you know, what I mean, we don't have anybody that's about to be a free agent like that. I mean, right. Choi, Choi falls under that category. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I
1: don't think anybody's really going to be upset because we haven't seen him enough and we haven't had a chance to Grow to like the guy.
0: Oh, no. And he, I mean, he, he had another home run today, Wednesday. So, I mean, pad those stats and get out of here. Um, the mm-hmm. problem is, is it Santana or him? Because Santana also had three home runs this series and is on fire right now. One yeah. of those guys, I, I kind of would be okay with not both of them being traded. Sure. Like we said, the nightmare situation is you just call up Mason Martin and say let's see what we got. It's either that or they'll they'll bring up Anduhar and ask him to play out there because he's just killing it in AAA.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I don't know. Connor Joe plays a lot of first. Andy Rodriguez gets some some reps at first. I'd much rather have one of those two guys there. Yeah. I, I don't I'm know if it'll know. happen, but. I'll take what I can get for Rich Hill. I don't care what it is. I'll and take a I'll take And I'll take what I can get from either Choi or Santana. But I keep one of them around so that the team has somebody to throw the ball to. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean, that gives you a shot to win a game tonight. Mm. I'm not saying it gives you a shot to make the playoffs, but it get, I just need a guy who's going to give me a shot to win a game tonight. Outside of that, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody. But yeah, those
1: you could throw Joe in there too. I mean, he might be a
0: yeah, he's got some control left, which maybe adds some value. Uh, if you got a guy, if you got a a lefty who can't hit left-handers, and you want to platoon him for the rest of the year, he'd be a good guy to come in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a corner outfielder. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for doing the late night one tonight.
1: Yeah. Be traveling this weekend, so.
0: Yep. I'll play some music. Let's get us out of here.
1: Let's get us out of here.
0: Uh Phillies. Phillies this weekend. Yinzer Palooza stuff going on at PNC. Uh let's beat the Phils. Yeah. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.
1: Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. And let's go Bucks!